0: Mark chapter 5, beginning about verse 21. And we may read quite a bit of scripture right here, so you just bear with us. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship into the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed them and thronged them. And uh, let's skip on down to verse 35. And while he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, certain which said, Thy daughter is dead, why troubleth thou the master any further? And as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James and John the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and seeth the tumult, And them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, he saith unto them, Why make ye this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel, and them that were with him, and entereth in where the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Talitha cumming, which is being interpreted, Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of twelve years. And they were astonished with great astonishment. And he charged them straightly that no man should know it, and commanded that something should be given her to eat. All right, I want to go back to verse 36. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. Now, I know we've preached from this scripture before. It may have been a while. But I want you to hear the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what he told Jairus. Be not afraid, only believe. Mm-hmm. There was a reason that he sought the Savior out. I don't know how long this little girl had been sick. But she was at the point of death. She may have seen physicians and things of that nature. The Bible doesn't say, that's just speculation on my part. But I could imagine they would tried about everything. But this was a religious man. And no doubt tradition had told him that he wasn't to affiliate himself with this man called Jesus. Because the Pharisees and the Sadducees had no doubt told him, This is not our way. This is not our tradition. But this man was a desperate man. And he had heard what Jesus do. As a matter of fact, I didn't read the scripture to you, but he saw firsthand what Jesus could do the day that he was there. The woman with the issue of blood in the scripture that we didn't read approached, and we all know that he, she touched the hem of his garment and was made whole immediately. And he said, Somebody touched me, and she came forth trembling and told what was done in her, and Jairus stood there all the while seeing what Jesus could do to that woman, and no doubt the thought ran through his mind, if I could just get him down to my daughter, I know she'd be all right. But while he stood there and watched that, one of the servants from his house came down and said, it's too late. Don't trouble the master anymore, she's dead. Just don't bother him. And that could have been your daughter. Mm -hmm. That may be your daughter. The Bible don't say what this little girl's name was, but you just put your daughter's name in there. Don't trouble. Don't trouble him anymore. That might be your son. And Satan has said, it's too late don't bother anymore just give up accept the fact that things are the way they are and move on that's not what Jesus said to do what did he say to do he said be not afraid only believe did you catch that? What's the one thing he wanted Jerry's to do? Just to believe. Now, I'm a parent. Most of you all are parents. Back here sits Robert and his son Bobby. And I'm sure if you asked Robert, there are times since Bobby's been a grown man that he's worried that he's thought of him, that he prayed that he made the right decisions, that he prayed that God watched over him and kept his hand on him. You don't ever quit loving your child just because they've moved out of your house, just because they're independent and on their own. They're always your children. And how often do we worry? How many times are we afraid? That's not what Jesus said to do. Only believe. Amen. Don't let any doubts creep in your mind. You ever played what if? I sure do a lot. I played what if. I've got a son that got on a boat today for a cruise. And I worry about him. Worry that he might catch that virus. Worry about what might happen to him. But here's what I'm supposed to do, according to the Lord Jesus Christ. Only believe. Only believe that I've got a God that's big enough to go wherever my son goes. Only believe that I've got a God that saved my son and is able to watch over him and is able to put a hand of protection on him he did Job, didn't he? Yeah. He put a hedge around him. Amen. Satan said, I can't even get to him. There's a hedge about him. I can't even get to him. Now, what's the Bible also say? It says God is no respecter of person. That's right. And so, if God puts a hedge of protection about Job, don't you think he'd put one around me and you too? Amen. Be not afraid. Only believe. And so they go down to Jairus' house, and there are what I would call the church, I guess. They're mourning, they're weeping, and I can see mama there crying her eyes out. Little girl's not responding. Little girl's not moving. She's not conscious. She's not awake. You, you might not even have been able to get a pulse. She was so concerned. There was reason for them to believe that she was gone, that all hope was gone, that there was no hope left, no reason for them to believe in any way, shape, or form. But this is what the Bible says. Faith is the substance of things not seen. Evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. When there's no reason
1: for hope,
0: we've got Jesus to believe in. All right. Only believe. Can't you just th- read mama's mind? I've lost my baby. What am I going to do? She's gone. Heartbroken? I don't know what it's like to lose a child. I pray I never do. I can't imagine the pain and the hurt that you go through, but this woman did. She knew it. Bitter tears, rolling down her face. And no doubt she thought, how am I ever going to live with this? How am I ever going to get by? And then Jairus walks in with the Savior. And I can see him putting his arm around her. Yeah. He said, honey, just believe. Yeah. Just believe. When all hope seems to have gone, just believe. You know what Jesus did when he got there? He said, why? This, you make this a dude. For the damsel is not dead, but she's asleep. Yeah. And they laughed at him. Can't you see? The shape that she's in. Can't you see that she has no breath in her body? You can't even get a pulse. She's not moving. She's not opened her eyes, baby. In days. Can't you see the shape that she's in? But I'm telling you with God. All things are possible. Only believe. And he put all the doubters out, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. We don't have time for that. You know what we do? We sit and entertain those folks that want to cast negativity on our lives, don't we? We sit and entertain those folks that have negative thoughts and negative things to say. Shame on us. That's not what Jesus told us to do. He said, only believe. We read the Scripture where it says, failing not the assembling of yourselves together. And we believe we are to go to church. We read the Scripture where it says, pray without ceasing. And we believe that we are to pray. We read the Scripture where it says, study to show thyself approved. And we believe we are to read God's Word. How about this one? Be not afraid. Only believe. He put them all out. And he said, Maiden, I say unto thee, Arise. You know what Jesus had to do? He just had to speak the word. That's all he had to do. Well, he's not here, preacher. He's not among us. He's not walking around in the flesh. I can't tell him. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. He's at the right hand of the Father. Make an intercession. We've got a way that we can talk to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's waiting to hear from you. I'm here to tell you today all He still has to do is speak the word and miracles. Woo! Still happen. Only... Believe. Remember the young lad? His father brought him to Jesus. He had what I would call epilepsy. And at times it would overtake him, a foul spirit. And at times it would overtake him and he would, it would try to cast him into the fire or cast him into the water. And when Jesus approached the lad... It overtook him, and what did Jesus do? He spoke the word. You know what? You know what the Father said to Jesus? Jesus said, Just believe, didn't he? And you know what he said? He was like me. He said, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. Only. Believe. That's what it says, Rick. Only believe. There is no room for doubt when it comes to God. We know that He is the King of kings. We know He is the Lord of lords. We know He's the first and the last, Alpha and Omega. We know He's omnipotent. We know He loves us. And I can quote you this scripture where it says, Fear not, little flock, it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Only believe. You know what fear has caused? I heard it this morning. Heard it, I might have been on the radio. It's caused our people to quit coming to church. That's right. <laughs> I guess it was Johnny mentioned it in the same yeah. school. It's caused our people to quit coming to church. You know what fear has caused? It's caused us to worry so much about what other people think of us that we'll sit and deny what God is telling us to do. It's caused us to stay off our altars. It's caused us to try to sound like the world, look like the world, act like the world, and that's against God's Word. He said, Come you out from among the world and be a separate people. We worry so much about trying to fit in. We worry so much about what other people think of us. What about God knows about us? We don't need to worry. We don't need to fear. I believe mean, this is what the Bible said. Perfect love casteth out all fear. Does God love you? What's the Bible say? Yes. It says God is That's exactly right. If God is love, He's never committed a sin. He's never let you down. He's been there every time you needed Him. He's supplied your every need. He's wrapped wrapped His arms around you when you were at your lowest point in life. I'd say that's a perfect love. I love my wife. She loves me. But there are times I disappoint her, I know. And there's times that she disappoints me. But I can honestly say, God has never disappointed me. Amen. He's never let me down. Oh, preacher, that's your wife. Don't tell me that. You and your mate do the same thing. But I'm here to tell you today, I know one that will never let you down. Amen. It's perfect love. Amen. The Lord. And if he's got a perfect love, then perfect love can cast out that fear that's within us. Remember what Doug Messer preached here this last Sunday morning? He took the text from John 14 and 1. The first word? Let. Amen. The reason we get in the awful state that we're in in this day and age is because we let ourselves. We let ourselves. Whenever we shouldn't have any fear, be not afraid, only believe. He said, Maiden, I say unto thee, arise. And she got up. The little girl everybody had wrote off for dead stood up. And not only that, he told them to get her something to eat, didn't he? Amen. Now, let's, let's cover that and then I'm going to move on. We have a responsibility as a church. Did you know that? We sing this song almost every service. The days of the week song, glory, glory, glory. And I look around and I see little hands go up. Little boys and girls that's been saved since I've been your pastor. Did you know we have a responsibility for them? We're to see to it that they're spiritually fed. That they grow in the Lord. That they grow strong in the Lord. He told them to get the little girl something to eat. It's our, we're the mother. It's our responsibility to see to it that the children that saved in this church have something to eat that they're nourished and fed so they can grow and be here when we're old to carry on. All right, moving on. Be not afraid. Only believe. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And they thought it was a ghost. And you know what Jesus said? It is I. Be not Be not afraid. Amen. And Peter said... And here's a, here's a great big word that causes us a lot of problems. Lord, if. Yeah. If it be thou bidst me come unto thee. Did Jesus hesitate? They were on a boat. A ship, as a matter of fact. I don't know how deep the water is. It might have been 20, 30, 50, 100,000s of feet. But Jesus didn't hesitate. Whatever you need Him, you know what He's going to tell you? The same thing He told Peter. Come! Yeah, Come unto me! all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If we're having a hard time, you know what the Bible says? The way of a transgressor is hard. If we're having a hard time, it's because we've done the first thing instead of the thing the Lord told us to do. We've let ourselves get afraid, oh, that we would only believe. Peter, you know the story. He stepped out of the boat, didn't he? Yeah. And walked on the water to go to Jesus. But here we are. Call me Peter. When he saw the wind, didn't you feel it? You ever, ever tried to walk into the wind? It takes a lot of more effort, don't it? Yeah. When he saw the wind boisterous. What did Peter do? He was afraid, would not he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're not very careful, you'll do exactly what Peter did. Mm-hmm. Now Peter could have walked in the wind. He was already doing it. Yeah. You know why he began to sink? Yeah. He took his eyes off Jesus. Yeah. Quit looking at the trouble in your life and believe. Only believe. Peter took his eyes off the Lord and when he did, he began to sink. Well, preacher, I'm drowning and nobody cares. Have you called out to the one that's already there and knows what you're going through? Peter looked up and what did he say? Lord, save me. Amen. Did the Lord put any stipulations on that? Did Peter have to memorize the Ten Commandments? Did Peter have to know the 18 articles of faith? Did Peter have to join the church and be baptized? I believe! The Bible says, immediately he stretched forth his right hand. Have you tried just asking the Lord to help you? Have you tried believing that he's able to change your situation? Have you tried just believing on him and putting your faith and trust in him that he knows what's best for you and having a an determination in your heart that you're going to follow his plan and just believe? we sang the song number 23 when he reached down his hand for me and he did but you know what I had to do I had to put my hand in his if you want help from the Lord walk hand in hand with him just believe only believe alright he got Peter by the right hand and the next thing you know they were right in the ship and they said what matter of man is this that even the winds and the waves obey you're like me we're not springs chickens for the most parts. we've been on this way for a little while I want you to think back to the time when you knew it was God, when there wasn't no other explanation for it. You just believed Him, and God did. Yeah. Cause you were His child, and He loved you. You've been there, hadn't you? Yes, you man. walked that valley, hadn't you? Yeah. David did. He said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Well, nobody cares. I'm all alone. Uh, honey, David said, thou art with me, thy rod. So if you can't see him, grab a hold of your rod and hang on to it and bury your head in it and put it in your heart and believe in thy rod. If you can't talk to him right now, if you can't seem to get a hold of him this instant, use his rod. It'll comfort you until you Can get through and see your belief have legs on it. Amen. All right. Only believe. Only believe. I know. I've heard your requests. The church has heard your requests. There are some folks that have requested prayer, made the same prayer requests. And please don't take what I'm about to say as discouragement. There might be somebody that you have prayed for for ages, forever and ever and ever. And instead of, I'm just going to do this. (coughs) How long did you pray for Jean? Forty some years. Forty some years. Did God answer your prayer? He sure did. Amen. Amen. Wouldn't on my time. Wouldn't on time. your time. But you believed, and God answered. Only believe. Only believe. Don't entertain anything else. Only believe. Let's go one more place. Maybe I preached a little bit on the radio about this this morning about Paul and Silas. You know what happened to them? They were beaten. Throwed them into the inner prison, put their feet fast in stocks, blood pouring down their back. Might have coagulated by then and dried on them. And there they were at midnight when they could have hung their head. Yeah. When I would have hung my head. But what did they do? Paul and Pri- Silas prayed. And singing praises, and maybe I may be in this this morning, what song are you singing? Are you singing, O me, Old mine? Or are you singing, thank you, Lord, you've been so good to me? What are you singing? Whenever that one that you have been so burdened down for, and so heavy-hearted for, is in your presence... What song are you singing? You know what happened? The prisoners heard them. An earthquake came, the cell doors swung open, and the jailer, awaking out of his sleep, saw the doors open. And he drew his sword as if he was going to kill himself. I believe the Bible said that he came forth trembling. He was afraid. And Paul said, Do thyself no harm. How many people have tried to hurt themselves, cut themselves, take their own lives because Satan has convinced them nobody cares? Oh yes, he cares. I know he cares. His heart is touched with by who he's talking about. Preacher, I'm talking about my Savior, Jesus. Amen. Be not afraid. Only believe. Satan may have told you, you just don't have much longer. You ain't going to be able to get around. You ain't going to be able to go like you want to and do the things you want to do. Your health is going downhill. You're going to be stuck. To live is Christ. To die is gain. That's right. Used to sing with Natalie Marshall, David's wife. She sang this song. Oh, look what I've traded for a matchup. So, if I get to where I can't walk, I'll just go up there with my new body where I can run and leap and praise the Lord. If I get to where I can't talk, I'll just point to where I'm going and you'll know I'm all right. If I get to where I can't move a muscle, and you come see me and you tell me about how God's blessed you. You just watch the corner of my eye. Hey, and see if a tear don't yeah. roll down. You know I'm not sad. You'll know that I'm glory. I'll be all right. And you will too. Only believe. The jailer came forth trembling. He called for a light and sprang in. What he didn't realize was the light was shining about midnight. It was already shining, the prisoners had already seen it. That's why they were still in their cells. He said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? What was Paul's response? What was the first word out of Paul's mouth? Did he say, you're in trouble, buddy. Did he say, look here, all these men, these murderers, these thieves are about to hit the door you're about to lose your job they might even take your life and there will be your wife and your children on starvation helpless that wasn't what Paul said I don't know but maybe the jailer might have been the one laid some stripes on their back but that wasn't what Paul said you think the jailer was kind to them I'm sure he had to treat everybody pretty gruff because in situations like that if you there are certain men and women with the life that they've lived, and they don't care for anybody or anything. If you give them opportunity, they'll take advantage of you. And no doubt he had been there in that job for a while. He knew that. And maybe he wasn't the kindest man Paul and Silas had ever met. But Paul didn't hold a grudge. Paul didn't want retribution. When this man whose knees were knocking, who was afraid that he was going to lose his very own life, afraid his family, his life had been ruined, and he fell before them and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Paul gave him the same advice that Jesus gave. Jesus, be not afraid. And this is what Paul said, Believe! Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. and thou shalt be saved. Amen. You may not understand what it takes to be saved. You may not understand the process. You may not understand how mercy and grace happened your way. But I can tell you this if you just believe on Jesus, <laughs> He will save your soul. Amen. It's that simple. Yeah. He's not of them that are of a broken heart will save such as be we a contrite. That's a big word, preacher, contrite. What's that mean? Broken. A broken spirit. Did you know you don't have to be smart to be saved? Lord, if you had to be smart, I'd be lost as lost could be. If you had to have money, my family was poor when I was a boy. I'd have never gotten it. If you had to be, if your family name had to be something in this life, I'd have been hurt. And I'm sorry, Marvin, but the name Strange don't carry a lot of weight in this life. It don't get you anything. What we get, we got to work for, don't we? But I didn't have to work for salvation. All I had to do was believe. I just had to believe that Jesus loved me. And if I wanted it with all my heart, he'd save me. That's what he wants to do. Aren't you glad for the day you believed? Oh, Jerry, aren't you glad for the day you believed? Israel, aren't you glad for the day you believed? How about you, Miss Brenda? Aren't you glad for the day you believed? Aren't you glad it didn't take money? It didn't take anything special. If it took anything special, Ronnie, I'd been out. I'd been had no luck. I'd been cast into hell. But it took me just believing. Saw a man who was gruff, my estimation. A man who was tough, who was afraid, believe. A man who should have been worried that the authorities were going to take his life, certainly going to fire him. Certainly his life would be ruined. The next time we read about him, he was sitting at home around his kitchen table with his whole family listening to Paul tell about Jesus. He was happy. He took them prisoners home with him and he gave them meat to eat. I'd say he lost all that fear and just believed. Be not afraid only. Preacher, I believe. Preacher, I believed when I was saved. What's wrong with you now? Preacher, I believe. And if it wasn't for this, now wait a minute. That's not only. Don't you go putting qualifiers on it. Don't go giving God excuses. That's not what the Lord Jesus Christ said, was it? Only believe. Do not let Satan tell you it's too late for your people. Do not let Satan tell you they are so hard-hearted You'll never see them shed a tear. You'll never see them on their knees. And Satan's got some of you convinced of that. But I'm here to tell you what Jesus said. He said, be not afraid. Only believe.